What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the all-new Disney Plus Informer podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 18 for the week of May 21st, 2022. I am your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Hello, Michelle. Be sure to follow along each week. We're going to keep you updated with all the information you need as we cover Disney Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get started. In case you missed it this week, Disney has announced the premiere date and released the trailer for Marvel's She-Hulk Attorney at Law. A Daredevil series is confirmed to be in development for Disney+, Plus, which is amazing news. And we have everything that was announced for National Streaming Day. We're going to discuss these stories. We're going to let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week and bring you our top 10 posts for the week in our 10 and 10 News Blast segment where we fill you in on all the Disney Plus happenings in about 10 minutes. All this is coming at you next. Welcome, everyone. So glad to be back uh, after, uh, it's, well, gosh, it's been two weeks since we've had a, a, a news episode. <laughs> Time flies, yet somehow it feels like it was so long ago. Anyway, let's kick things off with what's new on Disney Plus this week. Uh, highlights include the Disney Plus original movie Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers uh, on Disney Plus in the UK. Season four of Grownish is now available, as well as all 10 episodes from season one of the Star original series Life and Beth, starring Amy Schumer. Over on Hulu, all 12 episodes of the limited series Conversations with Friends is now available based on the book by Sarah Rooney as well as episode five of Under the Banner of Heaven. Uh, and then we've got episode six of The Kardashians that was released on Hulu and Disney Plus internationally, as well as the rom-com movie The Valet. Uh, and then later in this episode, we're going to give you a little review uh, and talk about uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which, uh, spoiler alert, uh, was way better than it had any rights to be. So uh, up first, Disney has announced the premiere date and released the trailer for Marvel's She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Uh, Michelle, uh, fill, fill me in on this. Like, talk about it because I watched this and I'm getting Shrek vibes from uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the CGI we'll talk about on that. that. <laughs> so, well, first of all, uh, this was originally known as just She-Hulk and they did change the name. So it's now known as She-Hulk Attorney at Law. This begins streaming exclusively on Disney Plus beginning on August 17th. The comedy series stars Tatiana Maslany as She-Hulk, a.k.a. Jennifer Walters, a lawyer who specializes in superhuman-oriented legal cases. So um, this is just a little logline from Disney. So it follows Jennifer Walters as she navigates the complicated life of a single 30-something attorney who happens to be a green 6-foot-7-inch super-powered Hulk. So the nine-episode series welcomes a host of MCU vets, including Mark Ruffalo as Smart Hulk, Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky, a.k.a. The Abomination, and Benedict Wong as Wong. The cast also includes Ginger Gonzaga, Josh Segarra, Jamila Jamil, John Bass, and Renee Elise Goldsberry. Um, so let's talk about the trailer. 
Uh, well, so first of all, um, some eagle-eyed fans had noticed that there might be QR codes uh, not only in the series but actually in the trailer. So if you remember in Moon Knight, sure, some scenes they were would all pop over up. the place. Yeah, so and you'd scan them and they take you to a comic. So somebody thought that they spotted a QR code. Um, this would be in the scene of the Red Bard prison. Um, actually, that prison we last saw in uh, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. But in this scene, we see actor Tim Roth um, in his cell. He plays Abomination. And if you zoom in on his chest, like where his pocket would be, there's like this blurry QR code. So it might be part of the costume. It might be a real QR code that when the show goes live, you can scan it. They probably um, wouldn't want people pop. doing right. that uh, so we're before just gonna have to it wait see. Premieres. But I mean, if they did in Moon Knight, it makes sense that they would do it in She-Hulk as well. Um, it's kind of cool how they're like trying to like add a little interactiveness to some of yeah. these episodes. Just, and I mean, you look forward to it and you kind of like You, you start looking for it, yeah. sure. Okay, so let's talk about that CGI. Yeah. <laughs> so fans are not really digging that green-hued look that they've given She-Hulk. So um, saying that it doesn't... I mean, so let's take this back to Gamora mm-hmm. from Guardians of the Galaxy. And they used real live makeup on her and you know that kind of looked real and natural so this is kind of looking a little fake to some people um they're comparing to shrek or the mummy returns you know i i even like dating back to like the avengers movies or whatever with ruffalo's hulk Mm -hmm. i never i never personally like thought that even that looked that great like it never looked that great Mm -hmm. to me like it always just felt maybe like a little bit off and maybe that's just because i i dating myself go back to the old uh you know incredible hulk lou ferrigno days where it was just basically you know green paint. mr <laughs> mr universe with uh green paint on his uh chest but i always felt like that always just seemed a little bit off to me i i never loved the way hulk looked even though i did really like the character in those movies so like it it kind of feels like a little bit of an extension of that to me and Maybe they could. I wonder if they could like change that like post before. Well, that's like, what actually... people are hoping that they're going to have this time before it premieres that they can go back in and kind of change it. Or and people are saying, well, if you can't change it in time, then delay the premiere date because it that's look... how bothersome it is. I I feel like in some some parts of the trailer it stands out a little bit more than others. I don't. I, I didn't personally feel like it think was... it was that bad. But I didn't feel like it was like egregiously bad just no. watching the trailer. But you know maybe. It could just be the scenes that they showed in the trailer. I, I really hard to tell like how that's actually going to end up conveying once you're watching the episodes. But uh, yeah, I, I can I can see where people are going. It's it's not great, <laughs> is what I would be say. Better, maybe. I, I think that they could do it better. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing is Benedict Wong was not in the trailer. However, Disney confirmed that he will be in this series via press release. So that's important. And then we may also have gotten a glimpse of the Wrecking Crew. In the comics, the Wrecking Crew is a team of four villains, Bulldozer, Piledriver, Thunderball, and Wrecker. They made their debut in the 1974's The Defenders, number 17. And then this, we might have possibly have gotten our first look at Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, in the trailer. So there were rumors that he would appear in the series, but it may not be in the way we expected. So in the trailer, we see this Frogman character in the Cosmic Circus. 
Um, they did some digging, and there is actually a moment in Daredevil's comic book history where he and Foggy Nelson battle this group called the Animen, and Frogman was a member of that group, and Murdoch knocked him out so that he could be disguised in the frog nice. suit. So this might be a stretch. However, um, you know, it might be him in there. So uh, It makes sense because we all know what one of our other stories is today. And, I was just uh, going to say, and we're going to talk about that next. But, you know, and he was an attorney. So is Jennifer Walters. Never know. I mean... If you've got if you've got Mickey Mantle on your team, you, you put him in the game. You don't throw him on the bench and just wait. And that's how I feel about uh, yeah. Matt Murdock, uh, Daredevil. Like I, I, having just recently done the the rewatch of of Daredevil on Disney Plus, I, I'm all about that. So I am really looking forward to She Hulk because I think Tatiana Maslany is an, just an amazing talent, and I, I think did she's going to. Lendo, and this is a comedy, which I'm really looking forward to too. Because yeah, because you, you you might know her from that Orphan Black mm-hmm. show from from Amazon. I guess it was several years back, and that was more of a was it Amazon? I think it was Amazon Prime, is what that was Prime Video or whatever that's called. Yeah, uh, I think that that's where that was housed, if that's the right word. Regardless. Uh, you know, she she had like a, a huge range of characters that she played in that show and it was more of the uh, action drama oriented. I think there was a little bit of comedy in there, but uh, looking forward to see what she she's does in so this character. Talented. Super talented. So uh, I just absolutely know that she's going to nail that role. And I mean, e- even though I, I haven't been a huge fan of, of the way Hulk looked, I, I did like that character in... In all the the you know, the Avengers movies yeah. and whatnot, so seeing, uh, seeing that that Hulk in with the She Hulk, like I, th- I think that there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen in that. So look. In any case, to that. if you haven't seen the trailer, you can check it out at DisneyPlusInformer.com as well as the new poster. There you go. So up next, uh, and like I just said a few moments ago, uh, we've got a new Daredevil series that has been confirmed to be in development for Disney+. Plus. It's been a rumor for quite a while, but it does finally look like it's happening. And I, could, I for one, could not be more excited about this because Daredevil is, I mean, it's the best Marvel series I think that we've had. One of my favorite Marvel characters. In, in our sure. opinion. Yeah. And I mean, Charlie Cox is so good in mm-hmm. that, and it's I I'm blown away and thrilled yeah. that we're, we might be getting more of this soon. So what do we got? Yeah, so we talked about those rumors in our podcast previously, but now Variety did confirm that the series is indeed moving forward at Disney Plus. So Charlie Cox recently confirmed that he would be reprising his role of Matt Murdock in future MCU projects. However, he didn't elaborate on that. So we weren't sure. But like I said earlier that, you know, he was rumored to be in She-Hulk. We mm-hmm. do know that there's rumors about him and Wilson Fisk, uh, Vincent De- uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. Um, coming back in Echo. So, uh, But Charlie Cox played Daredevil in the Marvel series on Netflix from 2015 to 2018. Obviously, you can stream those now on Disney+. Plus. He also appeared on the spinoff series The Defenders. Most recently, he had a cameo appearance in Marvel's A Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, D'Onofrio, I can do this. He, uh, who played Wilson Fisk in the original Daredevil series. He just recently reprised his role as Kingpin in the Disney Plus series Hawkeye. 
So um, according to Variety, Matt Corman and Chris Ord are attached to write and executive produce, and they co-created the USA Network series Covert Affairs starring Piper Perabo. Which was a fantastic show. Oh my show. God, that was, that was one of your favorite favorites of all time. Of all time. So I'm really excited about this. I think they do great on this. Uh, part of me wishes they would have used the original um you know, writers and showrunners from, but yeah, th- you know, th- there's worries there, and I've seen it online that people are worried. Like, you know, maybe it's because of some un- unhappiness with where Disney has taken different movies and series. Because you know how seriously some people take these things. Oh yeah. Uh, th- there, there's a lot of worries. Like, oh, they're gonna lose a lot of the 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 tone or uh, you know the 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 originality of of those Netflix series that I think that like a lot of people don't want to see the those changed a lot to, like they don't want them Disneyfied or whatever they they want that like grittiness and realism that maybe maybe those that original that. series has and I get it too because they were so good uh but I I do have high hopes with with them taking the helm of, of you know being in control of this because covid affairs was a great show mm-hmm. I agree so um, just to make this aware, Disney or Marvel have not officially announced this yet, but because it came from Variety, which, you know, they're not going to report something that's not true. No matter what you think, I, I think that uh, I've seen people online saying, oh, Variety said it. What does that mean? It, the, it's pretty important. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen if, if, they're, yeah, if yeah. they're on that. So uh, rest assured. There's there's too much money to be made with, uh, and it's such a great character like Daredevil. Man, those were so that. Okay, season <laughs> one amazing. I know you're not gonna stop. S- season one amazing. Season two was still good, but it, it it wasn't quite as good as season one. I I didn't. Season two had a like felt a little too super superhero-y to me. Like it, the lost a little bit something from season one season three got that back and it was amazing and i just i love daredevil and i cannot wait for another season of it i hope that they do another couple of seasons and i hope that they do a daredevil movie and i hope that that those characters With are incorporated. oh i thought that that's what we were talking about like oh there's a different one no we're not going to talk about the ben affleck daredevil may that rest in peace Oh man, that was a pile of bleep. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, Daredevil, it's coming, and I I love it. Uh, so finally, uh, I guess it was we're we're on uh, May twenty first, and May twentieth uh, was National Streaming Day in the United States, and Disney. I hear like because I I talked to you yesterday, and you you were like, uh, like an NBA player after game seven of a, of a hardly fought NBA finals game, you were just like, just kind of defeated and tired and, and and you, you just like had nothing left to give because so much was announced. So give me a rundown on what came, uh, came out on national streaming day. Yeah. So, uh, Disney announced that the Disney plus original series Baymax will begin streaming on Disney plus on June 29th. They also released a new trailer, which you can check out on the website. And then Big Hero six was amazing, by the way. Did so you I, watch the trailer? Cause it looks really good. Yeah. It's I, really I, fun. I, I cannot wait for that series. That, that is one of the best 
best animated movies of the last 10 years. It really is. It's so good. Anyway, sorry. And then a new poster and trailer was released for season three of Love, Victor. All eight episodes from season three will release on Hulu in the United States and Disney Plus in the United States, the United Kingdom, Ireland, and Canada on June 15th. Um, we have the trailer up on the website, so you can check that out. And then Hulu announced a special offer, so new and eligible returning subscribers can sign up for the Hulu with ads package for $1 a month for three months. That's an 86% discount off the regular monthly price of $6.99. The offer is good through May 27th. We have a link up on the website if you want to sign up or find out more information. Can I say something real quick? Of course. Uh, I, I pay for my own Hulu and I pay like I think it's like basically like $2 a month right now. You if got you, that Black Friday deal. Yeah, if you've been sleeping on Hulu because in the past maybe they didn't have a whole lot that you were really interested in, I mean they've been killing it lately with mm -hmm. with the series and movies like that you can only find there. And if you wait like th this deal is really really good uh if if you don't have it uh you know, they typically do run like a Black Friday deal, which I, I got on and it's a couple bucks a month. You don't even realize it and you get access to all that great content. Three months so. you can binge a lot. Yeah, you can watch a lot for $3. So definitely get on that in case you've been holding off. So Disney Plus also announced that Zombies 3, the much anticipated third story in Disney branded television's beloved musical franchise, will premiere globally on Friday, July 15th exclusively streaming on Disney+. Plus, The trequel, which introduces a new group of mysterious outer space aliens to the diverse student body of zombies, cheerleaders, and werewolves at Seabrook High, will make its Disney Channel debut on Friday, August 12th, with a special encore premiere featuring additional bonus footage and a brand new Lost Song musical number. The multi-talented actor-host recording artist RuPaul joins the cast as the voice of the mothership, a comedically passive-aggressive UFO that brings the aliens to Earth. Those are Disney's words, not mine. Um, also have Disney Plus announced that all episodes of Glee will be coming to Hulu and Disney Plus in the United States on Wednesday, June 1st. And then Disney has also announced that America the Beautiful, an original series from National Geographic, will begin streaming on Disney Plus on Monday, July 4th. Um, this is from the same producers who do all those Disney nature films mm -hmm. so you know it's going to be good and then finally disney plus has ordered a fourth season of its acclaimed original series high school musical the musical the series just ahead of its third season premiere on july 27th each of the eight episodes of the third season will stream weekly on wednesdays exclusively on disney plus and then we have a first look at season three featuring corbin blue on the website check that out and that's it you can find links to all of these articles that we've talked about on our website, which is DisneyPlusInformer.com. Everything, as it gets released, gets put on the website. It gets tweeted out. It goes out into the interwebs, and that's how people see it. So make sure you're following uh, DisneyPlusInformer.com and at MoreDisneyPlus on Twitter. You spell out the plus, you don't put the plus sign because then you wind up uh, 
it's some kind of uh i think it's like a north korean uh like knockoff site uh, have you been there yeah like y- you really see some crazy crazy stuff on you know it. now everybody's gonna go there yeah don't don't <laughs> do it yeah you use a, a vpn if you do uh anyway let's move on to our news blast segment we've got uh roughly 10 minutes that's what we promised to do this in so michelle please go first now So Disney Plus has announced that Hocus Pocus 2 will be released on Disney Plus on September 30th, 2022, exclusively on Disney Plus. So it's been 29 years since someone lit the black flame candle and resurrected the 17th century sisters who were executed for practicing witchcraft, and they are looking for revenge. Now it's up to three high school students to figure out how to stop the ravenous witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on Salem before midnight on All Hallows' Eve. I can't wait for that uh, because I, like two years ago, you know, almost 30 years after, I finally watched the first one. I've never seen the the whole, I've like, I've seen the whole movie just from watching bits and pieces it like over the years, but I've never watched the whole movie continuously. I recorded it on my on my DVR off of DirecTV from, I think, a Freeform showing and had it on my DVR for seriously like almost two years before I finally watched <laughs> it. And it, it is good, so definitely yeah. looking forward to that. I can see why it's uh, considered a cult classic. Uh, 2007's Enchanted sequel, Disenchanted, is going to premiere on Disney Plus this Thanksgiving. Uh, The news was recently shared on social media, which we have a link to that on our website. Uh, The movie will see the return of several characters from the original film, including Giselle, played by Amy Adams, Robert, played by Patrick Dempsey, Prince Edward, uh, who's played by James Marsden, and Nancy Tremaine, Adina Menzel, Oscar Nunez from The Office, uh, singer Colton Stewart, Broadway superstar James Monroe Iglehart, and Gabrielle Baldacchino from School Spirits will also be in the film. However, it is unknown what roles they will play. Additionally, Maya Rudolph is going to play the lead villain. Disenchanted features the much-anticipated return of Giselle, the princess from the fairy tale world of Andalasia, uh, banished to Manhattan who found her real prince... Princess Charming and divorce Prince Charming in divorce lawyer Robert Phillip. Fifteen years later, Giselle moves to the suburb of Monroeville with Robert and their teenage daughter Morgan, where she must juggle the challenges that come with a new home and discover what happily ever after truly means to her family, to her and her new family. Adam Shankman uh, from Hairspray is going to be directing. Bridget Hales is uh, attached as a writer, and Barry Josephson is producing. Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz have also returned to write new songs for this film, so they've got the heavy hitters in there. We'll see how uh, that turns out. Disney original documentary and Disney Plus announced that the future documentary, feature documentary, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, the final Elton John performances, and the years that made his legend from Academy Award nominee R.J. Cutler and filmmaker David Furnish. The documentary will serve as the official feature of Elton John, comprised of unseen concert footage of him over the past 50 years, handwritten journals, and present-day footage of him and his family. Following a robust festival run and limited theatrical release, Release the film will be available exclusively on Disney Plus. He's such a legend, so that's kind of exciting. They played big, paid a lot of money for that. Uh, Hulu has released a new collection of character posters for season two of Only Murders in the Building, 
which is going to premiere on Hulu on Tuesday, June 28th of uh, this year. Season 2 will also be coming to Disney Plus internationally, including Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK, the, and the UK and Ireland on the same day. Only Murders in the Building follows three strangers, played by Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, who share an obsession with true crime and suddenly find themselves wrapped up in one when a grisly death occurs inside their exclusive Upper West Side apartment building, the trio suspects murder and employs uh, their precise knowledge of true crime to investigate the truth as they record a podcast of their own to document the case. The three unravel the complex secrets of the building with a stretch back years. Uh, Perhaps even more explosive are the lies they tell one another. Soon the endangered trio comes to realize a killer might be living amongst them as they race to decipher the mounting clues before it's too late. Season 2 follows the shocking death of Arconia board president Bunny Folger and Charles. Oliver and Mabel race to unmask her killer. Cara Delevingne has joined the cast for the second season as Alice, a sophisticated art world insider who becomes enmeshed in the mystery. A personal favorite of mine, Michael Rappaport, is going to play Detective Kreps, a police detective involved in the new murder case introduced in the season one finale. Uh, It was also recently revealed season two will feature appearances by Shirley MacLaine and Amy Schumer, and there could be a cameo from, I believe uh, it's uh, People Magazine's sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd. (laughs) Only Murders in the Building hails from co-creators and writers Steve Martin and John Hoffman, uh, Martin and Hoffman executive produce, along with Martin Short, Selena Gomez, Jamie Babbitt, uh, This Is Us creator Dan Fogelman, and Jess Rosenthal. I cannot wait for season two because the first season was so good. And they also released a new teaser trailer, which we have up on the website, too. And I, I'm so happy that this is coming out like mm. so soon because yeah. I, I hate waiting two years in between seasons on these shows. Because then you, you really forget like. what happened. Exactly. Hulu has announced a summer release date for Solar Opposites Season 3. All 11 episodes from the third season will launch on Hulu on Wednesday, July 13th. Season 3 will also be coming to Star Plus and Disney Plus internationally, including Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom, and Ireland. However, a release date for those regions has not been announced yet. 20th Century Studios is developing a reboot of The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for Hulu, Star Plus, and Disney Plus. 20th Century Fox released The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen back in 2003. The fantasy pick was based on the comic book series released in 1999 of the same name from writer Alan Moore and artist Kevin O'Neill. Set in an alternate Victorian age world, it followed a group of famous contemporary fantasy, science fiction, and adventure characters including Captain Nemo, Dorian Gray, and Tom Sawyer as they teamed up on a secret mission. Uh, Stephen Norrington directed the original film on a script from James Dale Robinson. The cast included Sean Connery, Nasiruddin Shah, Peter Wilson, Tony Curran, Stuart Townsend, Shane West, uh, Jason Fleming, and Richard Roxburgh. I have not, I don't think I ever saw that movie. I remember kind of back in the day people kind of panning that so i i don't know if i never saw I, I i don't know if it became one of those cult classics mm-hmm. that people really enjoy now i 
I will go back and I will I will watch that movie. Even I, I'll either watch it or rewatch it. I don't remember if I saw it, but uh, we'll check that out before this uh, new series comes. So um, there you go. Disney has announced that Under the Banner of Heaven will release on Disney Plus Under the Star Banner in the UK and Ireland on Wednesday, July 27th. This series will release on Disney Plus Under the Star Banner in Canada on Wednesday, June 8th. And then it's currently streaming on Hulu in the United States. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know we're huge fans of the series. So definitely check that out. We, we have not seen the most recent episode no, yet. episode five. We gotta uh, get on that. That is going to be mm. taken care of uh, within the next day or two, but uh, definitely check out Under the Banner Heaven. Really great performances and a cool story, and it's just, yeah, definitely worth checking out. It's one of those things that I was saying, like if you were sleeping on Hulu before because they didn't have <laughs> enough series for you, like this is one of them to make sure you check out and make sure you have that subscription. A German Disney Plus page may have revealed when Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will release on Disney+, and uh, it's going to come sooner than you might think. According to the new information, the Doctor Strange sequel will release on the streamer on June 22nd, along with an assembled episode titled The Making of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, that's a rumor, but it does not surprise me if that ends up being the date at all. So, uh, yeah, June June 22nd, that's pretty soon. So earlier this year, it was reported that Secret Star Wars Project with the code name Grammar Rodeo was getting ready for production start sometime in June. Shortly after that, it was revealed that John Watts, fresh off directing Spider-Man No Way Home, would direct at least one episode of this upcoming mysteriously announced Star Wars series for Disney+. Now, a new report from Vanity Fair confirms that John Watts is attached to the project. No plot details have been provided, but the show is indeed being developed under the codename Grammar Rodeo. The codename is a reference to an episode of The Simpsons in which Bart and his schoolmates steal a car and run away for a week using a phony educational event as an alibi. According to Vanity Fair, the show takes place during the post-Return of the Jedi uh, reconstruction that follows the fall of the Empire, the same as The Mandalorian, but its plot remains a secret. It's created and executive produced by director John Watts and writer Chris Ford, who made Spider-Man Homecoming for Marvel. Um, so I'm hoping we'll get more information on this during a Star Wars celebration next week. I bet that you do. Finally, for me, I just need to preface this by saying separate your love for Johnny Depp and his portrayal of Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Separate all of that from this new story. We all so uh, I, I love him, too, in that. And you, you, you can't have Pirates of the Caribbean without Johnny Depp as Captain Jack just Let's all separate ourselves one moment from that fact <laughs> to this story. So aside from the Margot Robbie-led Pirates of the Caribbean film in development, Disney Plus may have another Pirates project up their sleeve. The news comes from the Diz Insider Show Rumor of the Week segment, where they shared that a Pirates of the Caribbean Disney Plus series is in very early development stages. Because the project is in very early stages stages of development, no talent, director, etc. have been attached to the show yet. 
So since that is nothing's confirmed, this is just a rumor, but just take a deep breath and realize that if, when, or never Johnny Depp ever has See anything to do with with <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean or Jack Sparrow again, rest <laughs> assured that even if he was making 10 more Pirates movies, he would have nothing to do with a Pirates series on Disney+. Plus. But that's a cool rumor, and there, there's so much there in that world that uh, there's a lot to that, that lends or, yeah. itself to any number of different storylines and other characters. So I hope that that ends up being a thing, uh, regardless of who thinks anything about Johnny Depp. That's just, that's what that is. So that's going to do it for all of our news this week. Now, finally, I was so excited about this when I heard about it. I couldn't believe it was happening. Ten-year-old me freaked out <laughs> in my 40-year-old body. We got the new Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie uh, that just released on Disney+, Plus, and uh, we're going to talk about that and give you a quick review. So, uh, Michelle, go ahead and give us a little bit of uh, the background of this movie, and then we'll talk about it, score it, you have it. What? Go ahead. Okay, so I did a written review. You can read that too up on the website. But you did um, a very good written review, thank by the you. way. So um, I'll start here. So the original Chippendale Rescue Rangers Disney Channel afternoon television television series launched in 1989 and saw Chippendale had a small eccentric group of animal characters who monitor not only the human world but the animal community as well, solving mysteries wherever they may be. Uh, the Rescue Rangers takes cases that fall through the cracks. So this movie takes place 30 years later. We see Chip and Dale. They're kind of estranged and um, not talking to each other and living separate Moved lives. Moved on with their lives, yeah. And then when their former castmate, Monterey Jack, mysteriously disappears, they have to reunite, repair the broken friendship, and go on this journey and adventure to rescue their friend. So so the, the, the premise of this movie is that Chip and Dale are lifelong friends who happen to be chipmunks that got into acting, and Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers was the show that they starred in. So it's like the... the the, the stories or whatever with that like are, are something that these characters in this movie played back in the day. So it's not like any kind of a continuation of anything from those mm-hmm. stories. It's, it's, you know, uh, pretend that these are actors that were just playing roles. And this is, you know, 30 years later, catching up with the lives uh, of, of these characters that are these actors that were playing in the show and what they're doing now. So, uh, Anyway, go ahead, Michelle. Keep keep talking. Uh, who, who played? Like, yeah, yeah. So, here's the thing, because the the voices in this like it, it threw me off a bit because I'm thinking like Chip and Dale. You think of oh, the like iconic those, the little iconic, chittery chat, and I, that's voices. like when I first saw the trailer that kind of threw me off a little. I'm like, ew, I don't know if I like I this. No that, disrespect to them because, but I I just I think it was that that's so thrown a lot of people off. Yes, for this, but. I mean, when I was started watching this, it's like after like I didn't it made even, sense. Yeah, it made not only made sense, but it didn't even bother me anymore. No, not at all. So, um, John Mulaney uh, is 
Chip, Andy Samberg, Estelle. Uh, we, who else do we see? Seth Rogen, uh, Chris Parnell, J.K. Simmons. Um, well, there's a lot of the lot Keegan of major, a lot of major talent playing the Eric, voices in this. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I don't know where to begin. Just say I loved it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, this. The the short story is that this movie was awesome. It, it was, was way better so than it had well any done. rights to be. It was so well done. First of all, let's talk about the cameos. And I want to talk in detail about the cameos um to give me spoilers away no spoilers but the cameos are like frequent and furious your eyes from two seconds from the screen or you might miss something i feel like senator butthead like i yeah i almost feel like i have to like go back and rewatch it again actually because i know i miss stuff because there's in some scenes there's so much going on there's so many characters you're like oh you know you're almost overwhelmed Mm -hmm. um i love that um, it kind of was reminiscent of Roger Rabbit or Who Framed so, Roger Rabbit, just because of the way it was done with blending the uh, CGI with the live action. However, in my opinion, this was way better. I don't know if there's been other movies since Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, we got that the were... Space Jam stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, like, it, it is the best movie like that since who framed roger rabbit even better than i I loved the original space jam uh the 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 newer space jam was okay whatever but like since i I was a huge fan of of the original who framed roger rabbit and it like you said like it just really gave me a lot of those vibes and it was just it was so well done i mm-hmm. i i just i absolutely loved every minute of it. It, it it's just like it's great how they blended the live action with the different forms but of then animation after a while, in there you and don't you don't even, even notice the, it you don't even it notice just, that there's different forms it, of animation works, going on after it just a while. blended together mm-hmm. like uh, initially it was like okay it, it started off I, I think showing like more of like the hand-drawn animation and then uh, get cuts cuts to present day, and it's showing like real life blended with Chip, who remains uh, hand drawn, and and Dale has had his uh, CGI it's, transformation it's surgery, and like it, it feels a little bit strange when you first start watching, but as the movie continues, like you said, it just really blends seamlessly, and you don't even notice it, and that is that that like is what tells you how good that that was done because you don't even really notice it you're just enjoying it and i think anyone who had watched this would have their surprise moments and see something like you know but like disney fans i think are especially going to find a lot in this not only from the ips but from the parks and there's just so much to draw on from different other disney characters and movies and stuff that they incorporate into this and it what I loved about it is it never seemed like they were just throwing that stuff in there to throw it in there either. It just kind no, of worked. No, in, in, in anything that they did, you know, air quotes, throw in there mm-hmm. actually really worked. And I, one thing I'm thinking of is, uh, without giving like a spoiler, uh, Ugly Sonic's cameo. Like, <laughs> I, I just felt like they, they added so much... It was so well done, like, and added so much humor, and it was, like, 
you know, a lot of, it's a lot of tongue in cheek and it's not taking itself too seriously. And it's not taking a lot of things too seriously. And it's just throwing it all together. And there was a lot of genuinely funny moments. I was just going to say, like, we laugh out loud, laughed several, like almost throughout the whole thing. I mean, it wasn't like just chuckles or anything. I mean, it was as really funny, as funny as it, over the last few years, the I think the funniest animated movie that I've I've seen is probably Ron's Gone mm-hmm. Wrong, and Chippendales Rescue Rangers had moments that had me laughing out loud like that did. Mm-hmm. So it is easily one of the funniest movies, uh, animated or otherwise. It, it's just it's a very funny movie kid that kids and adults will yeah. find humor in. Um, another thing is uh, Post Malone performed the new updated. Oh, what a great version of that song he did. Of the original theme song. Such a great job. I love that song. So the soundtrack is out now, too, if you want to check that out. Um, I am giving this a 10. I don't know how they could improve it any better. 10's a masterpiece. I'm I'm almost right there with you. I, I there, there were a couple of parts that maybe... Uh, some of the pacing was a little bit uh, a little bit lagging in certain spots, so I'm going to give it a nine and a half, but I had such high And they paid a lot of respect to the original Rescue Rangers series and a lot of nostalgia. Absolutely. From that. Like, and, and like, I love seeing that. You, you see, you see uh, the return of all the characters from the Rescue Rangers, and I actually And that really, was the same voice of Gadget, right? I believe so, yeah. I think it was. I, and but Zipper Well, Zipper never really talked. But now in this in the movie he does talk. Yeah, so like I, I'm not I, I don't know actually who, who played that, but like actually like when they got to where Gadget makes her appearance in the movie, like I was actually feeling something. Like I was feeling some emotion, like Yeah. Yes, there she is. Like <laughs> You're so happy to see her. It's just really strange. Yeah. All these years later, I, I still have the the love for those characters. Just bravo, well done. Uh, if, if you liked, you know, if like like we said, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Like, there's a lot of strong vibes with how that was done with 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 this one, and there's just a lot to love there. And I definitely will rewatch this movie at some point. Again, for the cameos, because it's almost like you blink and you, you're going to miss something, and I'm sure that I did. I, I have a, a very hard time with any movie of like maintaining 100% focus on it. I'm always like, oh, look, a squirrel's outside. Like, so I, I can't. <laughs> I, I I can't like devote a hundred and ten percent of my effort to ever watching any movies. That's just personal problems. But I I do plan on rewatching this at some point in the future. It's just really good, and I think kids that have have no experience or, or know nothing about the original series, uh, they'll still really enjoy it. I think that uh, the, the kids' parents who grew up with that themselves, they're they're gonna love it too. So. Just bravo, well done. Yeah, the, you're the, the different animation styles are a little weird at first, but you they just they, that smooths out, and throughout the rest of the movie, you don't even notice it. And all the cameos, all, all of the nostalgia, it's just absolutely great. Nine and a half for me, ten for you, which I think I don't. Mm-hmm. Have you given anything a no, ten? I don't think so. Very well. So so that's an divide that 
a nine and a half plus 10 divided by two, that's a 9.75. That is the best thing that we've reviewed on this podcast since we've been doing it. Uh, so there you go, Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Get on it, watch it. You're going to love it. <laughs> yep. That's going to do it for our episode this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for uh, checking out every episode. Thank you for subscribing. If you subscribe, uh, please take a moment to rate and review our podcast. If you do subscribe, if you don't subscribe, please do so. We would definitely appreciate that. Be sure to visit our website, which is DisneyPlusInformer.com. That's where you find all the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, and more. You can reach out to us at podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. I would like to know, if you're listening to this podcast and you watched Chippendales Rescue Rangers, email us, podcast at DisneyPlusInformer. Just what's your score? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I would like. I would love to know. Uh, if you thought it was a 2 out of 10, if you thought it was a 5 out of 10, if you thought it was a 10 out of 10 like Michelle, send an email. Just just put a number in there what you thought it was. I'd, I'd, I'd like to talk about that if we get some feedback mm-hmm. on that. That'd be cool. Uh, check out our Twitter, which is at More Disney Plus, and then stop by and visit our Facebook page. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> see you later. Bye.